This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you from the New Forest down here in Hampshire at the moment. Uh, I'm hoping that the the audio is fine. I've got a microphone set up on my car. You can see I'm in my car right now uh, doing this. I've got the laptop here. So if you see me looking down as I am now, it's because the camera is there. Um, so apologies if I keep looking down. Those listening on audio, I'm hoping that the audio is crisp and clear. I'm hoping it's also clear for you guys uh, as well. I've got kind of tripods everywhere um but uh as i said before i don't want to let you down uh the connection might be a bit uh blurry i'm looking at the chat box now i'm hoping that um it's it's not too bad but the wi-fi isn't amazing uh to be honest it's not the best so unfortunately uh you're gonna have to deal with this for a little bit but hopefully the audio wise is good hopefully you can hear me fine do let me know if there's anything uh wrong and uh, i will do absolutely nothing about it because i can't <laughs> i can't do anything about it but we're going to push through uh, we're going to run through our stories uh today we're going to run through as much as i can got up at 6 30 a.m literally just behind me i wish i could show you or maybe i can show you although i risk kind of set, messing up the whole structure of what's going on there's like a whole field of deers i'm going But uh, yes, there you go. I'm hoping that you were able to see that. But uh, it's a little bit chaotic. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit terrible, to be honest. Um, And I'm sure it's pixelated. um, But uh, that's what you're going to get from me today, unfortunately. Let's go on to today's stories. I suppose that it's probably easier if you look at this. What I might do is even add a uh, Q&A slide so you don't have to see my pixelated face as much. And uh, all we'll do is, is we'll just have a big Q&A slide instead, which is probably the best way to go about it. But of course, our first story to discuss today is that Gary O'Driscoll um, is leaving Arsenal after 14 years at the club. The Arsenal doctor will finally leave Arsenal in what is uh, a really sad day, actually, a really, really sad day because Gary's been at the club for a long, long time. He's been in and around things. He's The amount of medicals he's done, the amount of players he's helped recover. Uh, I remember watching the Gabriel Jesus um, kind of the, the situation with Gabriel Jesus where he did his knee and we did the documentary and we heard all loads of things from uh, Gary O'Driscoll about that. So 
It's going to be a shame to miss him. He's moving up to Manchester United, being close to his family. He's from up north, so he's going to move closer to them. And we wish him all the best. Um, it's not like a player moving to Man United. It's very different. And he's been a brilliant, brilliant servant to the club and uh, hope that, of course, he has uh, all the luck in the future and continues to be successful in his career, even though he's moving to Manchester United, which I think, you know, is a club certainly worthy of Gary's ability and skill and expertise. So we wish him the absolute best. He is going to still be here for some time, though, over the summer, and then we'll transition towards the end. William Saliba, of course, signed a brand new contract at Arsenal, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, we've been waiting for this for some time. We've been waiting for an announcement on this for some time. And finally, we've got that announcement. Very happy indeed that William Saliba is still going to be an Arsenal player for the future. As we did talk about yesterday, David Ornstein reporting that it does not include an option of a fifth year. It's a four-year deal through to 2027. Saliba spoke on the Arsenal website about a lot of things and his announcement video included some interesting quotes where he actually talked about the fact where you've not seen me play for a number of years, going out on loan. And he says that actually this was the perfect route for him. He talks about how the, all the decisions that were made by Mikel Arteta were the right choices. And that is the most important thing from an Arsenal perspective is that we made the right decisions, the right choices, and ultimately got the player in and through the doors and into the team and became one of the best players that we've ever had in recent seasons in his position. I think he's got the potential to go on to be one of the greatest in that position for Arsenal. He says he loves the club. He says he feels at home here. And, you know, I hope he's right. I hope he's absolutely smashing it. And so I'm looking forward to seeing Saliba wearing the number two for Arsenal next season. Moving forwards and into transfers, it was Medical Central yesterday at London Colney. First of all, Urien Timber. Yes, of course, the Dutch international that is signing for Arsenal for less than £40 million, potentially, depending on how many add-ons are, of course, achieved in this deal. Uh, completed his medical. He met his brand new teammates as an Arsenal player. And uh, hopefully we hear an announcement today, tomorrow, regarding Timbers signing at the club. I'd love to see, I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but in the William Saliba kind of announcement, they used Reese Nelson and his contract talks to kind of one of those camera things where they go out to the camera and then reveal William Saliba behind it. I kind of hope they do a transition with Timber and Rice. I think that would be great to see. So let's wait and see if that turns out to be possible. But Yuri uh, and Timber is expected to be announced as an Arsenal player very soon after completing his medical. Declan Rice now. And Declan Rice, of course, has begun completing his side of medical things. He's done the medical. He's got to go to London Colney, I believe. In fact, I think he's already been and left. Uh, I don't know if there's any final parts of the announcement side of things. This is Arsenal's record signing at the end of the day. Um, he's by far the most important signing we've made for a long time, at least since 2013 with Meza Ozil. If not, then certainly Sol Campbell way back in the early 2000s. Arsenal have pulled off a brilliant piece of business. And not only that, but there was an interesting story that came out yesterday. Harvey Barnes looks like he's moving closer to Newcastle. And because of Arsenal and kind of the delay around things, um, supposedly uh, there was kind of money waiting to be... Um, there's was, there was money kind of waiting to be transferred around the Xhaka deal, potentially. And Arsenal were trying to gain a little bit of capital, it seems, before doing that Rice deal. And there's suggestions coming out of the West Ham side of things that because of that delay, Arsenal actually ended up costing West Ham getting Harvey Barnes. I don't know how real this story is, but I kind of hope that it's true because we've been getting so much stick from West Ham and, and people from the West Ham side of things that to see something not go um, their way... Um, 
is the small amount of karma, I think, for all of the stick that Arsenal fans, um, you know, is is, is been getting. So, sorry, West Ham. Sorry about that. But uh, it seems Harvey Barnes going off to Newcastle and that Declan Rice will become an Arsenal player and be announced in the next couple of days, maybe over the weekend, probably Monday. Uh, you know, Arsenal do like a Monday announcement. So maybe we'll be waiting through till Monday before we hear about that. Now, our headline story. You wouldn't think <laughs> that we'd be back here talking about Kylian Mbappe, but that is where we are. We are back here talking about Kylian Mbappe, uh, the Arsenal uh, target, supposedly. Um, but according to Miguel Delaney of The Independent, a uh, very well-connected journalist here um, based at the uh, English newspaper, is Arsenal are, at least, reportedly, his preference when it comes to a potential move. And when it comes to a Premier League move, at least, Arsenal are said to be his preference of club. I think we can all agree that Real Madrid would be the place that he ends up at. And I think that's certainly what I'm expecting to happen is to, for Kylian Mbappe to end up as um, as a Real Madrid uh, player. But if that doesn't happen and he was to move to the Premier League, maybe Arsenal end up being his, his destination. Now, Miguel Delaney does say in his report in The Independent that there has been no contact between the club and the player. And that also... He is way out of Arsenal's budget, but the likelihood of Arsenal being able to afford Kylian Mbappe is very, very small indeed. So despite the fact that he may prefer to move to Arsenal if he was to move to a Premier League team, it doesn't seem that likely that it's going to happen. And that's all of today's stories. We're going to move to part two and your questions right after this. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A massive thank you to everyone that's continued to tune into the channel whilst it's probably slightly pixelated, while maybe the audio is not the best. Uh, I didn't even say good morning to people, frustratingly. I'm kind of all my head's in a bit of a mess right now, trying to sort out all of this and still being on holiday. So good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Thank you ever so much, everybody, for doing so. As I say, I was up about 6.30 
morning recording or start setting things up if you like but i will say a uh, shout out to the family looking down so apologies for that but uh morgie temi josh good morning to you to paul to steve uh, Mabarek, we've got uh, the Italian Stallion, Ade, good morning to you. Uh, Matt, Maximius, we've got uh, Louis, NSW, uh, good morning to Ray, good morning to Josh, uh, and plenty more of you guys joining us in the chat box. Thank you, as always, for doing so. If you'd like to get involved in our fundraiser, I'll be playing 72 holes of golf. You can probably tell for the way I'm dressed today, I'm going to be playing some golf today, uh, which I'm very excited about, actually, um, playing in a different place, playing at a different course. But on the 31st of July, I'll be taking part in a 72-hole uh, challenge with uh, three friends to raise money for Cancer Macmillan support. If you're based in the UK, go to the link down in the description and you can donate. If you're based outside of the UK, please drop me a DM. Again, I know I've still got to reply to some people about this, so please be patient with that. But hopefully I can bring do um, the ability to donate if you're based outside the uh, the UK as well. Right, uh, we've got uh, quite a number of super chats uh, to discuss first, and thank you ever so much for those that have dropped those in. Uh, Matt G, first of all to you, uh, just for your dedication to always bringing the 8am shows, hats off, mate. Thank you so much, Matt. Very appreciate it. Thank you to you for your dedicated and continued support on the channel as well. Granddaddy Gunapool, if you get the chance, I hide a bike next to Brockenhurst train station and did a pub trail. I'm getting recommendations. Paul, thank you so much for the kind donation. I'm sure that will go towards a pint a little bit later on in the day. Uh, Alex, thank you for your donation. Uh, would Mbappe even be worth one million a week salary? I feel like that's shooting ourselves in the foot financially as a club. It's a really important question when discussing the possibility of Arsenal signing Kylian Mbappe. It would cost Arsenal a huge amount of money to, you know, get a deal done for him. I, I really struggle to see Arsenal being able to pull off a deal for Kylian Mbappe. Financially, would be mad. Would he break the wage structure? Yes, he's on about £650,000 per week. So the idea of seeing potentially him move to Arsenal and him fitting the wage structure is just... I think one step too far. And Alex did drop in another donation that said, do you think that Declan Rice's price tag will add a little more pressure to him? I think it may have an effect on his performance. Would you agree? I'm not sure. The honest answer is I don't know. And it's an answer that I don't think enough people use these days. Those three special words, I don't know. I don't know if the price tag will affect things. What I do know is that Arsenal were initially keen to try and avoid him becoming a £100 million player. That's why they went in with those early bids, yes, to bring the valuation down. But there always was, similar to the Mudrick side of things, they didn't want a triple million uh, kind of figure. With Mudrick, it was kind of euros, €100 million euros being bought from Shakhtar. They didn't want that £100 million price tag associated with Ryan in the initial first phase but realized to get the deal done they had to spend the money and it just became nearly impossible for them not to then go out and spend the money that they needed to do to get the rice deal done especially when man city came in will it affect rice i don't know i hope not i feel like he's a player with maturity and experience that it wouldn't do but i suppose you can never rule too many things out uh, Oximato says I swear I thought you was out there spying uh, at the London Colony yes I'm actually just sitting outside London Colony no I know a few people actually do that I've seen it on social media in the last day I saw some people reporting on whether or not Declan Rice was going to be at the uh, the training ground I know people do sit outside London Colony fair play I respect the dedication to you I tell you what it's always funny because there's quite a few people that hang around like outside London Colony to try and get autographs photos that sort of thing and when I drive into London Colney for a press conference or for the open training sessions, you should see the look on people's faces when like the, my car's kind of coming out of London Colney as I leave and they see and look through the window and they see it's me. You should see the look of disappointment on their faces that I'm not 
Bukai Saka. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You know, it's just it's just me. <laughs> but you should honestly, it's hilarious. I'm looking around at people looking into the car to see who it is, and it's just me. And they're like, oh, for goodness sake. It's quite funny. Um, AFC Max, uh, thank you for your donation. Hey, Tom, I don't recognise this kind of Arsenal. The last three years of great buying, active business and renewal of contracts. It's great moving forwards. It is fantastic moving forwards. Um, and I hope that Arsenal, in this kind of style, if you like, if the way in which we've been doing our business is a sign of things to come, we're in a really, really fantastic place. So I look forward to that and look forward to seeing where, as a club, we end up going because it's a really exciting place at the moment, you know, to be an Arsenal fan. So let's see how indeed it does happen. Um, let's go to uh, Practica. Says a uh, high price tag for Rice, different than high price tag for um, for a player who'd be expected to score loads of goals and for whom uh, that would be his main metric of success. Rice won't have to deal with that. It's a really good point. You know, if he was a striker coming in, we'd be measuring them on goals. When you're looking at defenders, when you're looking at you know midfielders, you're, you're using different metrics to measure the success of those players, and that's really really important. I think that when it comes to when it comes to a player like Declan Rice, we're going to be looking for his influence on a wider aspect of things than just goals. How does he progress the ball? How does he break up the play? Does he defend successfully? Has he reduced the number of goals conceded? Has he changed the way in which we move the ball through from the defence, through to the middle third, through to the final third? And seeing the difference is what he, and compared to, say, Thomas Partey, or compared to Granit Xhaka, depending on where he plays in Arteta's team, how that changes things. You know, from a football point of view, I hope that we keep Thomas Partey and I hope that from that dynamic, we see Thomas Partey and Rice playing together. I think having both of those players as assets to the team when you go up against Man City, when you go up against Manchester United and all of those things, um, having Old Trafford or Anfield, things like that, having both Partey and Rice in the midfield would be a massive asset to us. If Partey is to leave and he goes off to Juventus or somewhere else, and we can replace him with an effective midfielder, again, I think that's important. But I also think that a lot of us are maybe overlooking... Jorginho, you know, in this whole thing. Maybe we're overlooking what he's capable of bringing to the team. So lots to still think about, that's for sure. Um, let's go to Julian says, was Josh right, Tom? Get excited. You know, that comment from Josh Kroenke in, what was it, 2019, uh, when we were on another US tour, was it the right thing to say? Probably not uh, at the time. Um I say probably not. Things have happened really well. We did sign Pepe and Tierney and Saliba that window. But then obviously the Super League happened quite soon after that point and we didn't and we weren't excited about that. Uh, what I would say is that I have a lot of appreciation for Josh as, as a co-chairman, if you like, as what the communication, the efforts with communication that he's brought between the ownership and the fans. There's always going to be a cold element to his father, Stan Kroenke, like what he's done for the, the club money-wise. You know, it's, it's difficult to quantify because even though it's the owner... He's just kind of very much on the periphery of things. You don't see him like with the, the Nuggets or um, uh, or the Rams like lifting the trophies because we haven't necessarily done that, you know, yet. It'd be interesting to see if we were in for like a final, if we were in for a Champions League, if we were anything like that, whether he would be on the pitch lifting a trophy like we've seen him do with his American franchises. I would be interested to see if that would be the case or whether it would just be Josh. So let's hope we get into those scenarios where we're going to find out whether that turns out to be the case or not. 
Uh, a couple more super chats. AFC Max says, what do we do with the uh, absences of Steve Round and the head of medical team? And what players do we still need? On those fronts, it's difficult to know what the club might do. You know, we could end up bringing in Santi Cazorla. I don't know that for a fact, by the way, so don't quote me. Um, but he's a player that's left. He's moving towards the twilight. I mean, more than beyond the twilight years of his career, if we're being very honest. And he is thinking and has said in the past about how he wants to return to Arsenal one day. Who knows? Maybe Santa Cazorla could come in. Um, it won't be Cesc Fabregas. He's taken up a job at Como, even though he's been doing some some coaching work with Arsenal. And on Gary O'Driscoll, I don't know enough about doctors in football to know who might be coming in ultimately. But it's a step we obviously need to take. And hopefully we see that step made and we see that next step taken by the club. I am suddenly looking around and you may see in the background, I don't know because the lighting in the screen is a little bit weird, but uh, it's starting to rain. It was meant to rain today, um, but to play golf in the rain is uh, always a pleasure. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that now. That's wonderful. Uh, it wasn't meant to rain too badly, but... Uh, uh, he's, he's looking like it's going to rain. Um, let's. Would I take Savage, says Reese. Um, yes, I would. If we can't get, if, you know, I, I only think really we need to go into the market if Thomas Partey is to leave. I think there's an element of saying you've got Declan Rice, you've got um, you've got Mohamed El Nenny, uh, you've got Mohamed El Nenny, you've got Jorginho, uh, you've got Fabio Vieira, you've got Kai Havertz, who we expect to play, kind of partnering Martin Odegaard. All of those things. Um, I think that. There's scope, maybe, for another midfielder. But if Partey stays, there's less of that scope. Um, and so I think that, that is, it's up for debate whether or not another midfielder will be needed because it depends on where Havertz is going to play. I know some people don't like the idea of Havertz playing in midfield, but I think the more that we've kind of debated and talked about that subject and the more that we hear Arteta talking about him as a midfielder, he's listed as a midfielder on the Arsenal website, maybe that is where we'll see uh, Christopher said, I enjoyed you on the Arsenal Vision, Tom. Thanks, Chris. If you haven't listened to my appearance uh, on the Arsenal Vision podcast, I think it's the second to last upload. I know Clive and Elliot did a show yesterday. Um, but the day before yesterday, we did a show. Uh, I was joined by Elliot. And then Elliot chatted to Tim and did a big talk about Arsene Wenger's statue that's going to be going up at the Emirates uh, in August. So uh, I recommend you go and listen to that if you haven't done so already. We had Clive, of course, on the show uh day before yesterday. And was it day before yesterday? Was it yesterday? I think it was day before yesterday, wasn't it? And uh, uh, they were very complimentary of of of, of Clive and his uh, and his performances. They always are, uh, you guys in the chat box. So yes, thank you. Um, he read up says, "Does Elliot fancy?" Well, based upon his introduction to the show, I'm not going to rule it out, you know. Um, but uh, one too many lemon drops that he got me in Chicago, and who knows. What's possible? Um, Raf says, do you think Mbappe's situation opens up the possibility of a player being available that we didn't expect? Chouameni, Valverde, linked with moves away. Is there someone that we could take? What I think um, ultimately, Raf, is, is always going to be important to bring up is that Arsenal need to be look out, on the lookout for opportunities. Mbappe, if Real Madrid buy him, that's a lot of money they're going to have to invest, which I think is what you're alluding to. We have to be on alert for any opportunities that potentially could come forwards. And, and that certainly is one of those opportunities. Signing someone like Chouamini, signing someone like Valverde, if they are on the market, which I have my reservations about, um, but if they are on the market, then absolutely Arsenal should be trying to take advantage of that. Hopefully we can 
Um, because, of course, if we are able to bring in a player of Chiuameni's quality, if we're able to bring in a player of um, Valverde, who I think is world-class, and you know, I'd love to bring in someone like... If you if you said that I'd spend another £80 million on a player, Valverde, without a doubt, would be that player. I love the guy. Um, but whether those players are available is, of course, a completely separate thing. So we're going to have to wait and see if that turns out to be a reality. Uh, do, by the way, let me know. I haven't really seen so many comments about the quality of the camera, the quality of the audio. Do let me know in the chat box if everything is OK. I'll go for about eight more minutes or so this morning. Uh, should we expect the next Arsenal signing be an unexpected centre-mid signing that no one has even talked about? Maybe like the Timber deal rather than Lavia. Maybe, Anthony. I think what we've come to learn from Arsenal is that we can always expect a surprise. Surprises are rife. Even the Timber deal, I think, we it was taken most of us by surprise. David Ornstein, of course, reporting that at 11 o'clock at night in late, uh, I think it was late May, uh, the first bid that came in. Maybe it was slightly in towards June. I think it may be slightly June 3rd around that time. You know, I think there's a lot of scope for Arsenal to pull off a surprise again in this window. I think we might see a little bit of a pause for a while before another deal comes in. But certainly, um, certainly I'm excited to see um, what can happen with this Arsenal team. Um Audio good, visuals is hit and miss, apparently. I'm not surprised the audio the visuals are a bit hit and miss. I say I'm working off a Wi-Fi that is is not very good. <laughs> but it's a show and you can hear me perfectly fine as well. So, yes, um, but that's, that's the best I'm afraid you're going to get while I'm here. At least I'm bringing you a show. If you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please make sure you do. It would mean a lot to you as well. Uh, I mean, I could have pre-recorded these. I could have done these, but then I wouldn't have had the chat box. And I obviously like having the engagement with everybody in here. If you do listen on audio platforms, of course, you've not had to deal with the fact that there is a, a kind of pixelated audio of this show as well. So that's always going to be a benefit. Um uh, Nat Nail says, what do you think about Gabriel Jesus's comments? Now, I've only seen a few of these quotes. I think the quote that maybe you're alluding to was his comments about how and why we lost the title. And he kind of alluded very much to William Saliba's absence. I don't think it's particularly a hot take to say that William Saliba's, you know, absence from the team, if you like, was a big, big factor in why things didn't necessarily work out for us. I think it's fairly obvious why that's that that was one of the reasons. But if you're Rob Holding <laughs> and your teammate saying something like that, I can understand why there may be a little bit of frustration. Some people will say he needs to be, he needs to just accept that because that's how we see it. But they are colleagues. So that does come into my thinking somewhat. But I'm hoping that Rob's a big boy enough to understand that that's obviously the, the case, if you like. Um, right. A few more questions before we wrap up. Um <laughs> Trevor says, who cares, Tom, you're here and that's all that matters. Well, I appreciate that, Trevor. I'm glad that you're enjoying the shows. Um, Lucas says, uh, as a journalist, are you afraid of breaking stories to public about transfers like the Frimpong one recently? So you probably saw a report um, from Florian Pletterberg uh, yesterday talking about uh, Arsenal's interest in Frimpong and saying that at the moment it's not that hot from Arsenal. Now, I reported the story earlier on this week on Football.London that Arsenal's interest in Frimpong is genuine. And that's what I've been told is very much the case. Now, having interest in a player and moving for a player, of course, two different things. You'll scout the players, you'll look at the players. And having an interest in someone does not mean you're necessarily going to sign them. It's very important when I use terminology in any reports that I do that you have to be really careful about the words that you use. I'm never going to expect everybody to, you know, take what I say and what I report on as, as as fact because I'm very new to this. As I said, I've said before on a number of occasions, I've only been in this business for two or three years properly. I know I've been doing the channel since 2016, but actually being in and around football and in and around the club and building up contacts and networking, you know, 
it's it's a very small thing, and there are a lot more more experienced people out there than me that have got other contacts elsewhere. As I did with the Frimpong thing, as I said, all I found out, all I was told is that the interest is real. That Arsenal do have an interest. Doesn't mean that they are going to make a move this summer. And I know that seems a quite standoffish, and you're not very committal about that. But the story was that Arsenal have an interest that they've scouted him, that they've looked to him as a player. And notice that Florian Pletterberg's report was it's not hot right now which leans into what I was reporting anyway, is that whilst Arsenal were keen and looking at him, nothing has kind of changed or progressed in that sense. Am I afraid of breaking stories? There's always there's always an element of, um, not fear, um, but I think as a, a very young, uh, young in the sense, there's a lot of younger journalists out there than me, but certainly in the sense of early in my career, there's always going to be a sense of, I really hope the information that I've sourced, the information that I've been told, the information that I get from somewhere is accurate. Now, I know that there are some sources that I have that I'm going to be able to get some very, very accurate information. So, for instance, I reported yesterday that Arsenal's players, the majority of the squad is expected to return to London Colney this weekend. I know that it comes from a very, very good source. Um, but in terms of transfers, sometimes transfer is a little more, bit more volatile. And you have to have a bit of bravery. You have to have a little bit of acceptance that some of the stories that you report aren't necessarily always going to be, um, aren't always going to come to fruition in the sense of you might report an interest. It means that the transfer is not necessarily going to happen. So I think all of those things, you know, come into play. But am I afraid? I don't think afraid is the right word. Is there any nervousness sometimes? Some stories, mainly transfers, there will be. Not because I don't trust the information that I've got, but because you the reaction that I might get, you know, those types of things. So, but I hope that you appreciate the work that goes into some of the stories that we do break. And as you'll notice across kind of the transfer windows, at least at this moment in my career, I'm not doing loads of transfer breaking lines because I'm still building up my source base. I'm still building networks. I'm still building up contacts. And I'd rather be right than first, you know, to give you an example, like the timber information, the total agreement with Ajax, you know, that, that information became very public on about early afternoon uh, that day. I think it was, what, Wednesday? Um, I think that it was. You know, I, I knew about that in the morning. We were preparing an article on it. And we just wanted to make sure and triple check that the information was right, that there was a total agreement. And unfortunately, we couldn't get that triple check in time. Um, and it's, it's so much more important to be right than first. And that means double sourcing, triple sourcing, any information that you get. As I did recommend, I spoke to Ben Jacobs on the channel recently, you know, and if you listen to the last 15 minutes of that chat I had with Ben Jacobs, who is a very well-connected person, very knows his stuff, got great contacts across the sport, you would have heard things um, from him talking about how you get information, what you have to do to try and get information, how you build relationships with intermediaries, agents, clubs, people at clubs, owners, you know, it was a really good conversation. So I look forward to it. Um, <clears throat> let's go into the chat. Is people spamming? Please don't spam my chat box. It means I don't answer your question if you spam the chat box. You end up getting timed out as well. So please, please, please don't spam the chat box. I try to get to as many questions as I can, but there's over 1,300 of you watching, which is great, by the way. Thank you to everyone that is watching. It's very much appreciated. Um, Seb says, good morning, Tom. Watching from New York. Uh, thanks, mate. Uh, will you be going to the MetLife to watch 
at the game against Manchester United, do you think I have a chance of seeing Declan Rice? I do think you've got a chance of seeing Declan Rice. I think you've got a fantastic chance of seeing Declan Rice. Um, will I be there? Unfortunately not. Uh, I won't be going out there for Football London. Kaya Karnak will be out there for Football London uh, representing us out there. Uh, I will hopefully be at the Emirates Cup. I will hopefully be at the Community Shield. So if you're going to those two games, anybody, of course, uh, great, fantastic. I hope you enjoy yourselves, especially the Emirates Cup. The Emirates Cup is always kind of a feel-good factor. Pressure's off. Great chance to see the new players, any other signings, week before the season starts, etc. You know, so I look forward to seeing people for that one. But, and I'm going to end the show on this because I realise I've been going needy for half an hour. We are closing in on 50,000 subscribers. In fact, we're very close to hitting 50,000 subscribers. In fact, if I have a quick look on my phone uh, and let me have a quick look at how far, we're, how close we are. I'm not using the Wi-Fi on my phone because I'm trying to use the, <laughs> the Wi-Fi on the stream. But um, I'm really hoping uh, that this is going to show me it's not, unfortunately. But what I can tell you is that we are very close to hitting 50,000 subscribers. Um, and I've got a plan in place, a first for the channel from a hosting point of view that I'm very excited about. That's going to be coming up in mid-August um, uh, to talk to you about, uh, it should be fairly obvious what it is, but we're hoping, I've said for some time, we're hoping to do a live show. Um, and I'm fairly confident now that that's going to happen. I'm not going to 100% promise, but I'm fairly, fairly confident at this point that it's going to happen. What I am going to say about the live show that we're going to do is that obviously there will be a limited capacity to the place that we're hosting in. Um, and because, of course, I, I'm going to do this in a similar way to Ask Blog and Arsenal Vision, the way that they do this, uh, we are going to offer uh, tickets to the event that we are hoping to put on, first of all, to our members in the Discord server. So I'm telling you now, before we put any tickets out for anything on sale in the near future, we're not close to putting that on sale yet. But hopefully, well, I say not close, hopefully soon. So we get enough time to get tickets on sale. But we are going to be putting um, the tickets and the information about the event in our Discord server first. If you want to get involved, if you would like to, to join us for a live event, which we are hoping to put on with some fantastic guests that you see on the channel, um, then uh, please do join up as a member. If you're not a member already, I'll be sending out information about a live event that will be taking place in North London um, very soon indeed, fingers crossed. So again, I'm not 100% promising, but we are very, very hopeful at this stage that it's going to happen. Uh, I'm not, it's not like Elliot <laughs> talking about what is it, the LA event, and he's been doing that for what feels like months now. Uh, although I'm assured that that, you know, is going ahead for the vision. So I look forward to seeing uh, people's reactions to that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yes, uh, that's that's going to be it for today. Uh, thank you, everybody that's listened. Thank you, everybody that's tuned in. It's really very much appreciated. Apologies for the bad audio, uh, the visual side of things. I'm hoping the audio is fine. You're going to have to deal with this for the next few days or so. I should be back on Friday. Um, but Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday as well, depending on when I leave. We are going to be here in the car in the New Forest in Hampshire down south, hoping that the Wi-Fi maintains some level of security. Um, but other than that, I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoy yourselves, whatever you're doing this weekend. I look forward to hopefully seeing some announcements regarding Declan Rice very soon. Have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Stay well. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute.
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mate's already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.